Hear now the word of God from Luke chapter 1 for this Christmas Eve morning. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, come now, be with us, fill us with your Holy Spirit, guide us, shake us, move us, come and lead us as only you can. May the words of my mouth, meditations of all of our hearts be pure and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, did anyone else feel the jolt this morning at 7.14 a.m.? We had an earthquake. It was uh, over in Quilcene. Am I saying that right? Quilcene, 7.14 a.m., confirmed by the USGS to be a 4.0. I was just sitting in my chair, uh, and I just felt a quick little jolt. It wasn't long, but it, but it was enough to get my attention. Quick fairly mild, but definitely noticeable. We got shook. When the ground shakes, it tends to get your attention. A little interruption on this Christmas Eve morn to remind us that we are not in charge, right? In our Christmas Eve morning text, Mary has one of those two. It's an angel named Gabriel. You know, you see those little, or sometimes large, like marble statues of like the cherubs and stuff, and they look almost like babies with wings, you know. You get the feeling in the, in the Bible that when angels show up, uh, it's not always instantly comfortable. Like these were kind of like the special forces, you know, of God's kingdom, you know. They're kind of fierce. When an angel sent by God rolls up on you, it tends to get your attention. Your earth shakes. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary is shook. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, the text says, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. What is going on here, she's thinking. Again, we often see, as we often see, there is realism in the Bible. This does not sound like a fairy tale. That's one of the key things about the Bible that I think gives it credibility. These are real people. These don't sound like elements of a fairy tale that you were writing. Mary is going, what? What is this? We get a look into her interior and she sounds, well, she sounds a lot like you and me, doesn't she? Gabriel has to assure her saying, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. What does favor mean here? Literally in Greek, that word is karen, which is from charis, which means grace. Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found grace. God. 
Grace in God moves toward Mary, not just to invite her into a relationship, but also to invite her into a partnership. I once heard a pastor pray to God by declaring in praise, you're God all by yourself. Dear God, you are God all by yourself. I always thought that was interesting. I think it's certainly true. God is God all by himself. God is all sufficient, doesn't need a thing. And yet it's equally true that the God who is God all by himself chooses to not remain by himself. The biblical God draws other people into relationship and into mission. This is what we call biblical personalism. This is not the God of Aristotle, the unmoved mover, God who's kind of in the background, kind of watching from a distance, as the song used to say. God chooses to work with individuals throughout scripture. God interacts with people directly in the Bible, Adam and Eve, Abraham, Moses, King David, and so on, and so on, and so on, all the way to our moment here with Mary. In this case, God sends the angel, angel angelos in Greek is just his messenger, really. Gabriel had just announced to Zechariah, the husband of Mary's cousin or kinswoman named Elizabeth, that she was gonna have a child. She was six months pregnant along and was gonna have John the Baptist who was gonna be a herald of Jesus. Now the same Gabriel has come to Mary to let her know that she will become pregnant. Quote, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Echoed in that text we read at the beginning of the service. It's about David, but it's more than that. It's about Jesus. The whole Bible is really a book about Jesus. And he, Gabriel says, will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. You know, there's a multitude of ways, a multitude of ways that an almighty God could have engaged us as a humanity. He did not have to, he did not have to be born of a woman, but that is exactly how God does it. In what is surely the most ultimate expression of God relating to and partnering with humanity, God announces to Mary through Gabriel that she will be a vessel for his arrival and for his reign in Jesus Christ. This is the God whom we worship and adore on this Christmas Eve morning and always. This is the God of Mary. This is the God of whom St. Paul declares in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God. God continues the creation in Mary and now in Mary's son, in us as we are in him. New creation, new life. In these words, the angel Gabriel's words echo Paul's new creation in Christ is echoed in the Holy Spirit's bringing Jesus to Mary. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
This is the God whom we serve. God chooses to partner with people, with you and me, everyday folk. We partner with God when we're at the gas station and the pump is going extra slow. (laughs) We partner with God with our children and grandchildren. We partner with God when we're waiting in that long checkout line in Target. We partner with God engaging our neighbors and showing care for how they are doing. We partner with God in caring and supporting our spouses and our friends the creation that God doing that God is doing here in Mary continues in the recreation that God is doing in us. He who makes all things new, this God dares to partner with little folks like you and me. The biblical God partners with people. The biblical God partners with people in sheer grace. Again, that word that angel Gabriel uses when he tells Mary she's highly favored. That word in Greek, as I said, is karin or charis. Grace, greetings you who are highly graced. Greetings you who are highly graced. We're not partners with God because we've earned it. For Mary, it comes out of nowhere. There's no indication she did anything to earn this. There's no sense of what her grades are, how well she did in school, whatever. She doesn't earn this favor that's gone upon her. God shows up and offers it. Neither do you or I. We don't earn the right for God to partner with us. God's favor is not an achievement earned. It's a status conferred. Out of love, it's a gift received. Greetings, you who are highly favored. That's the gospel. Before we can do a single thing, for God, look at what God does for us. In sheer grace, in total love, he comes and sweeps us up in his courtship of the world in Jesus Christ. We must never delude ourselves into thinking we've earned the right to participate in this. To do that is to miss the grace. The biblical God partners with people in sheer grace to do extraordinary things. God partners with Mary in sheer grace to bring his son into the world to rule. This is the God of whom we sing, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. Mary, when she finds out this news, is of course incredulous, like how is that gonna happen? How, how, I'm, I'm a virgin, how are you gonna do this? the Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual matter. We must be ever careful to not sell short the overshadowing power of the Holy Spirit to do extraordinary things in ordinary people. When we catch ourselves muttering, oh, that'll be the day, or I'll believe that when I see it, or no way. Well, that's a sign that we've forgotten who we're dealing with here. We could take our cue from Mary at that moment and ask God, rather than live in our own incredulity, look up and say, how can this be? Look at, and then we're reminded again, the Holy Spirit, the Most High, will overshadow you. 
we remember who we're dealing with like Mary did here. The biblical God partners with people. The biblical God does that in sheer grace, partners with people in sheer grace to do extraordinary things. Our role is to yield to that divine power in trust of God's word as we submit to God in relationship. The heart of Mary's response is to just be available. Did you notice that? Her response is this kind of wonderfully simple, unflowery obedience. Like basically saying, okay, okay, God, I'll I'll trust you. I'll trust your words again. That simple trust leads to an extraordinary, earth-shaking result. Look at what happened in the womb of Mary's simple trust. Yielded to divine life-giving power working within us. Oh, what God can do to be born in you and me wherever we live in simple trust. Can you imagine? Christmas is a good time to imagine, no? This is a time of great imagination. Christmas tree ornaments, enchantments, baked goods, flavors, taste buds, laughter, tilling the soil of our souls for imagination of what God can yet do born in us today. Can you imagine the power of the Most High overshadowing you and me in sheer grace in every corner of our lives, even the darkest ones, even the ones that feel, and especially the ones that feel most oppressed, most impossible. Life there, grace there, hope there. What? The power of the Most High will overshadow you. In that original obedience, unflowery yielding that Mary gives, that is the beginning of hope for us all as he's born in us today and every day. Can you imagine? Let's imagine together as we close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your servant, Mary. Thank you that you partner with people in sheer grace to do extraordinary things. And as we yield in simple and flowery obedience, help us imagine in this season of imagining what you can do yet in us, in all the different corners of our lives, especially the darkest ones. Be with us in difficult family relationships, hardworking relationships, areas of physical struggle, areas of past pain that won't let go, areas of uncertainty. Be born in us, light the world. Show up in whatever messengers you want to bring, a Gabriel or a friend or a word from your spirit in your scriptures to assure us that you're with us and your promises are true. Be born in us this day. We adore you. You amaze us again and again. We yield to you 
Thank you for coming. In the name of Jesus, born in the manger, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. <laughs>